Hello and welcome to Not If The Kids And Their Dog Reboot You First, the our show where we take our favorite Scooby-Doo and Warner Brothers adjacent properties and reboot them before either of them have a chance to reboot it. Uh, it's kind of like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Lucy and I use she hear pronouns. I'm Tanner, they them, and joining us, obviously, if you listen to any of that, we have the stars of The Kids And Their Dog. Hey, welcome back. Hi, it's, it's The Kids And Their Dog Farewell Tour. <laughs> uh, I'm Lava, they, them And I'm your Hanna-Barbera talking animal, Cassidy And my pronouns are she and they And do, do, do you even know what you brought? Um, I know what we brought <clears throat> I, I can. I had like a funny pitch prepared uh, to lead into the idea that I think I still remember Awesome <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes all you need is that and a dream Yeah, yeah, yeah Um. Okay, so there's like been this big trend lately of you know shows that are based on like old properties like a reboot of them, you know there's been Voltron and She-Ra and Gravity Falls and He-Man. Is Gravity Falls based on an old property? See, it's funny that you should ask that because it isn't. It will. But what now. if it was? But what if it was? We're what we're here to do is pre-boot something. Oh boy. <laughs> We're going to get in our funny time machine and we're going to go back to the 80s and pitch the idea of what if Gravity Falls existed then, so that way the modern Gravity Falls can be a funny reboot of it. Damn, you are going to reboot us first. (laughs) (laughs) It's really an interesting concept, too, because from what I've gathered, a lot of the key things of Gravity Falls are actually based off of old live action shows like Twin Peaks and The X-Files. And so, the Friday the 13th live action TV series. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it, if there had been a cartoon, maybe even based off of, like, Twin Peaks and X-Files back in the 80s, which was... I don't think that could have uh, happened. I think those things came out in the 90s, but I'm not sure. Is is it the... A- yeah, X-Files was the 90s. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I think I'm thinking can of be just Twin Peaks and just gathering them together. Night. But know. yeah, because I'm, I'm picking up on what you're putting down. I can visualize in my head X Files babies. <laughs> yes, exactly. Also, X Files did in the 2010s get a pair of YA prequel novels, so it is not out of the question. Yeah, hilarious. Uh, but so like you know, there's like that kind of stuff that like Gravity Falls is like a very specific vibe, and you can tell like. If this was based on a source material, maybe what some of those changes would have come from. Um, yeah. I don't have mm-hmm. literally anything planned. The only thing I wanted to suggest uh, was what if the... Okay, spoilers for Gravity Falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Gravity Falls, there's two stands. They're, they're, they're twins. The twins. Yes. Um, but what if in the 80s, there was just the one stand? Yes. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. I was thinking this too. So so we could have it be, it's a twist in the modern, quote unquote, version, where, oh, it's suddenly a new Stan, instead of the one we maybe have known before. And it's all confusing and what's going on, and then the, the twists that happen within Gravity Falls itself happen. And it would be like a modern retelling, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, I had the thought, and I'm trying to remember it, because I had it just before I started speaking. And, you know, when you start speaking, you forget what you were going to say. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, So give me a second to remember what I was going to say, but please continue with the conversations. All right. I I just want, let me talk about this, this Ur-Stan. 
<laughs> um, I think that it would be sort of like there's a weird blend of the two's personalities where like on the surface running the mystery shack is kind of like a, this almost a scam, but every single thing in there has a hint of truth. And like he could go on and on about the actual paranormal uh, cryptozoological stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's that's all. That's all I got for what what this Ur stand could be. <laughs> I was actually I had the thought, and it's kind of bringing me back to like 2012, 2013 era, where we didn't know like the twists of Gravity Falls. We we had our suspicions, and uh, we got bamboozled a little bit by the creator of the show, which was amazing. There was a very fun um, AU, I'm going to say, of what if the stan that was kind of like implied to be the other stan was in like a, a mystery trio with his brother and who I think we knew it was Fiddleford at the time. I don't remember. But it was just like this entire sequence of what if they were basically a Scooby gang for Gravity Falls. Okay. Where they would be solving mysteries and cryptid stuff in Gravity Falls as like a really fun duo, uh, trio. And it's just like, I, I just love the idea of what if that had been the original show, but maybe just uh, like three different characters and one of them had been Stan uh, uh, Ford, I guess it would have been. And I don't know. It, it's just like one of those things where it's like a fun fan fiction thing that <laughs> I love to think about it as being what if it had been an actual real thing that then it would have been an AU for the original show had been an AU of the concept, you know? Uh, yes. I Okay. So let me raise you this. So what mm -hmm. if the, the, the original Gravity Falls from like the early 90s is like a DuckTales style thing? But then Ooh. in that show, there they also reference the adventures of Stan and McGucket, and when those are shown, they're done in like <laughs> Hanna Barbera '60s Scooby style. Oh, that would be fun. Or '70s. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That would be fun. I I kind of actually want to touch on like that Scooby idea. Like, what is like the middle ground between Scooby Doo and Ducktales? Because like Ducktales is like about going on big adventures. But what if it was more about like trying to hunt down uh, paranormal stuff, like it, like a Scooby Doo thing? But what if the monster was real? But what if this time the monsters were real? Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Gravity Falls is pretty close to the middle ground there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It does feel like it. Yeah. I'm thinking about um, Bill Cipher. Bill Cipher was like the main antagonist of at least the second second uh, season, and. Trying to think about him within the context of a, an original series, quote unquote, it would he have been in any form or fashion in the '90s version? That's like a really big question, mm. huh? Because on the one hand, I want to say, okay, like, what if there were references? But then you get into a situation of like, okay, that doesn't make sense, really, because. They wouldn't think that far ahead because that's just not how TV works unless you're, like, really planning things out. I want to pitch the idea of either, one, he's not in it at all, or two, mm -hmm. what if he was, like, a one-off, like, single episode thing? 
um that really just like you know it's something that if you're coming back to the property you're like well this didn't get explored enough mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. see i i was thinking either he in this original version he would either of that he either would have been this like very powerful one episode villain that like they have to seal away and it's like we're not going to explain anything about this at all and then all the kids have nightmares for the rest of their childhoods or mm-hmm. and then episode doesn't get aired exactly <laughs> gets banned in the midwest and turns uh, into creepypasta. Exactly. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Bill Cipher would be great creepypasta. Bill Cipher I, is, is the, okay, what is that name of that one creepypasta? The, um, Candle Cove? Like, yeah, Candle Cove. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Bill Cipher shows up and he's a real puppet. <laughs> oh. Um, that, but would, I was thinking, that would be fun, though. <laughs> I was thinking it's either that or Bill Cipher in the original is just normal guy. But he's, like, a recurring villain, so he's more, like... I, I'm thinking, based on only seeing a little bit of original DuckTales and very little of new DuckTales, but if Bill Cipher were to get the Magicka Dispel treatment. So, in the original, he's just, like, a random magician who's part of a rotating rogues gallery of nasties. But he's not, like, the big bad. And, but then, for whatever reason, when Alex Hirsch was going through his childhood, he's like, Bill Cipher. I feel like you could be an evil triangle. <laughs> okay, actually, hold on. I want to. I want to twist this idea. What if he wasn't like a, a low level villain? What if he was just like some guy who was in one episode and had like some effect on the plot, but was more like a like comedy relief? Not even comedy. Like someone who, like, if you think about it, probably would have gotten hit with like a side effect of whatever the greater plot here is going on, but gets no resolution for it. And was okay. So then, what if what if the only reason Alex Hirsch decided to make the big bad is because he had the same voice, <laughs> like it's slightly distorted and it's really manic, and like they just they just put that in there because haha, funny kids show the kids will love it. And Alex Hirsch is like, no, this has scarred me. Okay, no. <laughs> what if what if Bill's voice is just what if Bill Cipher was originally just a voice on a radio? Yes, and the radio just happens to be shaped- was a radio host that like at the start oh, yeah. of every episode is like. There's been like, reports of this in this area. And the radio mm-hmm. just happens to be shaped like a triangle. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it lights up when there's there's audio coming over it, like cartoon radios do. Yeah, so it's... <laughs> what if Bill Cipher was like the Charlie to, to, to Dipper and Mabel's Angels? But like, by way of Welcome to Night Vale or whatever. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, so hang on. Now now we have to reverse engineer. So if Cecil Baldwin had the cameo <laughs> mm-hmm. in Gravity Falls, who would be having the cameo in Gravity Falls 1989? Oh, I could not tell you. Wait, was Vincent Price still alive? He might have been. Hey, Vinny. Yeah, Vincent Price would have, uh, he died in 93. Yes, so. Oh, he would have been forward. He was on Scooby-Doo. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, so I think I think we talked about uh, the stands. We talked about Bill. Uh, what do we do about the the rest of the pines? By which I mostly mean Dipper and Mabel. The only other two pines. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess in well, like a greater sense, you could include Wendy and Seuss uh, in that labeling. How how they have like that weird family dynamic. I guess, in theory, depending on how you would preboot it. Because the way I've been thinking of it is maybe it's set in the past of Gravity Falls. That's how I've kind of been framing it in my head of it's during the younger era. 
But maybe, maybe that's not the case. See, I was thinking this is just, this is a cartoon that was made in 1989, set in contemporary 1989. Mm-hmm. And we, we have just sent it back in time to be aired. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, I think it probably does like have all of the characters that, well, not all of the characters that we know, but like the ba- the basis for characters that we know. Like I could see Dipper, Mabel, Seuss, and Wendy all being characters there, um, mm-hmm. fitting into like you know the the generic Hanna Barbera mystery solving team dynamics. Yeah, mm-hmm. which would even be a throwback at the time. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, Seuss very easily analogs into Shaggy Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> see, see here. My, my thinking was that realistically, since Seuss is Mexican, that mm, probably would have been a little uncomfy if it was really was made back then. Yeah. No, I think this is like one of those things where you're like, you know, introducing more diversity into the cast by updating it. I think maybe the character was originally called Seuss, but yeah, I don't know. It gets a little weird. Like a <clears throat> a skater nickname or something. Because oh, I'm pretty yeah, sure that works. skateboarding was be- was a thing. Yeah, it's like a it's like calling someone Twister or the Squid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, now here's the thing. So Wendy, I think Wendy would have been like much more of a girly girl. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Because the way I'm thinking is when you reboot something, uh like in the way that the other stuff you mentioned of the Voltrons and the She-Ra's, you either want to you exaggerate that character or you subvert that character. So I think if Wendy was a, like a rebooted into her tomboy lumberjane situation, then she would have been like probably still an action girl, but she would have had a lot more girly aesthetic attached to her. She would have been like Sailor Jupiter yeah. from Sailor Moon, where like a tomboyish exterior, but is fairly girly on the inside. Mm-hmm. And then with Pacifica, they would have been leaning hard into the Valley Girl stereotype. Mm, yeah, for sure. Like, she would just be talking like this all the time. Like, let's go down to the Galleria. Yeah. I need to know what Gideon would have been like. I think Gideon would have been, uh, like, grown up. I Yes, I was just thinking that. Gideon would not have been a small child. No. Yeah, he's he, got, I mean, the reboot would be the small child. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he already has boss hog energy. Boss hog, a little... Um, <laughs> Oh, from fuck, freaking uh, dynasty. Um, J.R. Ewing. Oh yeah, <laughs> he would definitely be based on J.R. Ewing. Who shot Gideon? <laughs> <laughs> like he he would have been a man child, but he would have been a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like the evil real estate developer who keeps on trying to take over the sleepy town of uh, Gravity Falls. Oh yeah. He already bought out the used car spot. Everything's peaceful in Gravity Falls, except for Cyril Sneer. I mean, little Gideon. (laughs) (laughs) But creepy stuff happens in Gravity Falls. Oh, okay, so hang on. So, So if Seuss is Shaggy, and Wendy and Pacifica kind of do double duty as Daphne, the two faces of Daphne, Dipper, Dipper would be the Velma, and Mabel would be the Fred. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And Waddles would be Scooby-Doo. Exactly. Uh, yes. Unless, unless the Dipper Mabel switch is something that happens as part of changing dynamics in a reboot. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm. 
I don't think we should. I don't think I don't think they would either. I think I don't think the fans would have liked it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can hear the fans now because I can easily imagine that the animation for this preboot would look something like I don't know Captain Planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we get the current version, which is a lot more cartoony and stylized, and there would be howls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a thing that would just make people angry. And uh, I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Does Waddles talk? Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Waddles. Mm-hmm. He has an entire uh, entire episode where he becomes very smart and he's voiced by... No, no, I- I'm talking about in the preboot. Oh, okay. I should be clear. I, I know Waddles. I watched that episode with you. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'd, for- I- I'd forgotten. I was just so delighted to answer. Yes. Yes, indeed he did. Waddles Hmm. talks with a porky pig voice. Yes. Oh, is it like the Archie show where Hot Dog just talks to the audience, but not to any of the characters? Ooh, I could see that. I'm not familiar with this. I only the only Archie cartoon I know is the Weird Mysteries. I I also think Snowy from uh, Tintin, more so in the comics, like she would stare out into the audience and have her thought bubble, like Garfield. Yeah. Oh, what if what if that's what if that guy is the voice of Waddles? <laughs> I think it would be a huge stink if Waddles originally spoke in the '80s slash '90s version, and then throughout the entire reboot didn't speak at all until that one episode. <laughs> yes, yeah. it would be such a big thing. I think Toby Determined is just like the field reporter hey. for the the Bill Cipher News Network. I love Toby Determined <laughs> so much. What if, okay, now I'm thinking, what if that whole episode, like, because when what the what episode where Waddles talked, that was like, they were falling down the pit and each of them had a, an imagine, a, a short story dream sequence, right? No, I think that was a different one. I'm pretty sure it was a different one, like. Okay, well, while you think on that, I do want to pitch that Robbie was the villain in the first episode of the preboot. I don't know what I mean by villain here when it is a show about finding monsters or whatever, but. I think that Robbie is an actual vampire or like, no, he's like, he gets. So the episode starts with real Dracula. He's public domain. He's here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You can just put Dracula in. Yeah. So it starts that the villain of the first episode is real Dracula and Robbie is like turned into a vampire. But it's one of those things where like they get rid of Dracula soon enough that Robbie turns back into a normal delinquent teen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then because this came out in 1989, later in the fifth season premiere of Buffy, when Xander is hypnotized by Dracula, that's just more evidence of Joss Whedon being a hack. (laughs) Because he copied (laughs) it from Gravity Falls. Oh, good. I feel like Sheriff Blubs and Deputy Durland are, like, the same, but unfortunately less gay. Or less obviously gay. Which is, uh, quite a feat, considering what Disney did. Yeah. Yeah, the- the- they're- like, it's- it's like, uh, it's like what happened in the Batman cartoons, where it was all accidental. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes, Little Gift Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Little Gift Shop of Horrors was the one where... Yeah, that's the one that had... It had the Hand Witch and Waddles Getting Smarter and the Claymation episode. Yes. Um, And I also just absolutely adore the Gravity Falls wiki. Uh, 
relatives, gompers, uh, parentheses, spouse. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we haven't talked about the journals. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I, I, I do love the idea of the entire twin thing for Stan's isn't a thing in the original. I think that would be so neat because yeah. it would be like the reboot. But then you get into a how do the journals relate to the original? Is it entirely a okay. new thing or was it introduced as a thing? I think the journals are the things that Miffer, Miffle, Miffle and Daver, <laughs> no, Tipper and Mabel are writing the journals. They're cataloging these events. Like it's like a, as they encounter these, you know, cryptozoological uh, things and other paranormal activities, they're like writing stuff down in these journals. And like the, that's the framing device of the episodes where it's like chapter blank or, you know, uh, entry blank in the journal and then like when at the end of the credits the book closes and it's just got the single handprint on the front yeah it's it's the same mm -hmm. it's similar to Archie. And it has writing. six fingers because it's spooky exactly it's got archie uh writing his uh blog posts energy and then every season so the number can change every season so it's like the second season premiere is like oh we finished the first journal guess we have to start a new one which means we get two seasons yeah. because then the third journal can be a surprise Yes. Yeah. Um, very important question. So if we take the concept of there have only there in the original only being one Stan. Mm -hmm. Who's the original? Um, Uncle Stan? I think his name's just Stan. Ford? So that way it's weird. I think I think everybody just refers to him as their great uncle Stan. Right. Well it, it makes sense because both of them are Stan. Yeah. Um but is it a combination of personalities? Yeah. Yeah. And then in the reboot, you get Grunkle Stan, who is, you know... Exaggerating all of the, uh, like, you know, what sort of scam Money artist. pincher. Yeah. Scam artist, that. Yeah. And then we find out... And everybody gets later. mad because yeah. they're ruining the character, and then... <laughs> yeah. See... See, my, my thinking is, first off, that he, his, if we do his full name, then the original would be Stan Ferd, because then the first mention of Stan Lee is the one that makes people go, oh my gosh, why is there a Stan Lee? Well, the only Stan Lee was um, the Stanley Mobile. That was like an entire thing for, I think, up until a few months before that episode that was re revealing it. It was like the only hint that we had that there was a different name was Stanley Mobile. Yeah, but but that that works the same here. Like it's just reinforced because you know that yeah. he's supposed to be Stanford, the official fan wiki mm -hmm. that uh, has been updated through two thousand nine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and said that it's Stanford. So then fans are like, oh my god, I can't believe they called it the Stanley Mobile. Don't they know his name is Stanford? So real quick, just to change subject for just a quick second. I know I've already gotten y'all to do a Dukes of Hazard episode, but now I'm imagining a superhero version of the Dukes of Hazard where the car is called the Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> see, I think. See, the, the, we'll put a pin on that because I think the superhero version of Dukes of Hazard is just a reboot of US One. Yeah. Like the guy whose superpower is he has a ham radio in his brain. <laughs> yeah, and then it winds up being like the rival series to the Fast and the Furious. <laughs>
Gosh, I'm just imagining. I was going to mention the book because in in the first episode, it's revealed that it's book three, right? Yeah. Can you imagine the the fans being what three books? What happened? (laughs) They would be like, "Oh, it's the third book because this is technically the third season." Get it? Oh wow, big brain. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. Another thing I was thinking was that the so little gift shop of horrors that episode in the reboot it could be made as like an homage to stuff that they cut out of the reboot series that was in the original. So like, what if the hand witch was a recurring villain in the original series, <laughs> always doing like hand things? <laughs> oh yeah, that's definitely at least if it not like a recurring bit, definitely could easily be like a, a one off episode because you know we got two seasons to fill here of early like late 80s early 90s cartoon comedy yeah and then and then they could have of the week they could have had a claymation episode in the original and the like they were gonna do more but it was too expensive so then they do that again for too the scary reboot. oh yeah too expensive and too scary oh my god oh my god just imagining early 90s cgi in specifically, you know what's coming to mind? Specifically, the CGI used in the Beetlejuice cartoon, because that oh, in particular stands out. In I my was mind. thinking of Lawnmower Man, <laughs> <laughs> which I feel like is another thing they would reference in this. Yeah. Um, okay. It'd be so much fun. Let's, let's talk. We got two season finales. We need to figure out what they would have been, and we don't get to use Bill Cipher. Bill Cipher don't exist yet. I mean. It was the late 80s, early 90s cartoon. Do the season finales actually have to have impact? No, but they have to be... I guess technically they don't even need to be anything. <laughs> they could They could be whatever. They could, they could be Mabel makes a clay boyfriend, and then the boyfriend comes to life. What is, what is the 90s equivalent, like early 90s, before like the boy band boom? What is that equivalent of several times? <gasps> oh my god! It's... it's um <laughs> Beatles! No, wouldn't it be? No, it would. At that point, it would be the new kids on the block, wouldn't it? Where's VH1's "I Love the '80s" when you need it? Yeah, because they start in '84. So then, what's the what is the serial numbers filed? Oh no, it wouldn't even be. They would just get the new kids on the block themselves to make an appearance. Yeah. <laughs> and and who were who were the '80s boys that Mabel imagined? Was it like Kraz and Chyler? <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about them. I think they're real. I think in the preview, they're real. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think all of the weird Mageddon monsters are like monsters of the week. Yes. So I'm looking at this list here and I'm like, that's like a good chunk of monsters that you could just throw in there. It was Kraz and Xyler. I was only off by one letter. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. Oh, here's another character we didn't talk about. Old Man McGucket. Fiddleford. Hmm. Is he just like a regular scientist man? I think he's a regular scientist, and it's not found out until a very long time into the reboot that, oh, McGucket is Fiddleford McGucket. Yeah. Yeah, because in the original, he would just be Professor Professor Fiddleford. Yeah. And we would only know him as Old Man McGucket for a very long time. Exactly. But you know yeah. you know that someone would figure it out. Someone would be like, hey, wait a second. We don't know his first name. His first name could be Fiddleford. Yeah. But but it's like, and we would get a hint, like like his first initial would be F. I think that was an actual thing. I don't remember. But 
it it's one of those things where all of the theories out there there would be so many theories that it would get lost mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like what actually happened oh i loved gravity falls i love gravity falls it was such a good fandom to be in <laughs> i still think they could have gotten a third season out of it even even going off the ending where they did mhm i understand why we didn't because it was like a full story that he wanted to tell. Yeah. I still think you could get a Disney Plus movie out of it, though. Yeah, that's what I was about to yeah. say. I, I bet yeah. they, could, they could easily rope him in, but also just... I'm, I'm glad Alex Hirsch got to go out on his own terms, but I think the story yeah, that he wanted to tell... I don't think he would ever want to do anything with Disney. I think like the that. story he wanted to tell could have lasted another season. <laughs> Probably. I think give it another five years and you get like the 10-year anniversary movie special-tacular. Yeah. Where it's like the return to Gravity Falls. Twin Peaks, the return to Gravity Falls. <laughs> yeah. I might also, it was probably smart of him to only have a two season plan because he knows Disney. And now it's like, yeah, God, we have to send snail mail to Disney so Dana Torrance can finish her story. I might set like now that Owl House is available in Canada, I might just set it to start playing on my TV while I'm at work. Mm. I just I don't have access to it through other means other than Disney Plus, which means I can't like support it for another month or however long. You oh, know? no. <sighs> send them mail. S- send them pictures of Luz and the other one. I haven't watched it yet. But should the, send send them the holding of the hands and send it to them and say, I need this, please. I'll just staple like eight pages of pieces of paper together, draw Hootie across all of them and stuff that in an envelope. <laughs> like and, the, and the envelope just says, please. A very important question. Is you, did, was anyone aware of the treasure hunt that occurred for Gravity Falls? The, the post-season, post-series yeah. end? I, yeah. I'm vaguely aware of it, but like I don't know the details of what happened. It was fascinating. I didn't really get into it because I couldn't, you know, keep up with it. There are a few videos out there on YouTube that detailed like what happened and like all of the clues and it was just it was amazing. Um but I'm trying to think of would that have happened in the original where a massive Oh, that's what I meant to bring up. Okay, so put a pin in that. Okay. How often would ciphers have even been a thing? None. In the pre-boot. None. I yeah. think all of like no. the weird ARG stuff is like entirely from, you know, the new the version. The new one. Because yeah. that's the kind of story that it turned into. Mm-hmm. But. And also, this, this is hypothetically coming out pre-internet, and it's mm-hmm. way easier to run an ARG with the, the internet. Very so. true. However. I, I, however. Disney Adventures magazine. Yeah. Oh. They did have stuff like that. They would have had like puzzles and stuff, yeah. and so they could have just said, help Dipper like, and Mabel solve the mystery of Gravity Falls. There probably would have been those little mini games, yeah. Where send in a letter to this pla- this this place with your clues. And little Alex Hirsch gets really invested in them. And they're popular yes. enough that they keep going like for a year after the show actually ends. And also I love how half of this is just us trying to reverse engineer Alex Hirsch's childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to pitch this idea, this like magazine idea into what I think the second, sis- second season would consist of. 
Okay. I think you'd get a slight format change into it less being about being around Gravity Falls and more about like a minor road trip. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and exploring outside that area, which then we could maybe tie into like the treasure hunt afterwards by having one of the stops line up or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I loved that ARG. Yeah. Um, I have very little experience with Gravity Falls, but from what I understand, they integrated their ARG way better than, say, a certain podcast or a certain webcomic. <laughs> oh dear! I can't believe you, I can't believe you're calling out my terrible ARG that I did for last year's April Fool's Day joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. I've only experienced three ARGs, and th- uh, one of them includes that one, Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, kind of like on the on the threshold of already knowing all of the clues because you told me them. <laughs> I gave you all the clues. <laughs> yeah. See, now I'm just thinking of the Neopets ARGs, which weren't so much ARGs as like, here's how to hack our website. Oh God! <laughs> Good stuff. Good. Didn't come in here with a plan. Got sort of a, a pretty solid idea out of it all. Yeah. Are there any other characters that we missed? Um, like we we skipped over Candy and Grenda, but I I feel like those are characters that would um also be sort of like wholesale new creations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm I'm kind of worried that Mabel would have had a very one-note personality in the original. Mabel's friends would have been yeah. Wendy and Pacifica. Yeah. 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 I get the feeling that she might have been the wet blanket of the group. Which is like hysterical. The, hey, guys, logic. <laughs> which is hysterical to think of, it, considering who Mabel is. Yeah. Like, canonically. It, no, I think it, it, it probably would have been Dipper, but, like, not to the psychologically delved into stuff that we got in the 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 new one Mm, yeah the old new one not the new old one oh that just confused me more i can't believe you got you allowed me to bring time travel into your podcast (laughs) (laughs) it's it's past present gravity falls not present future gravity falls (laughs) now i should also add we are missing one important thing about a 80s 90s cartoon mm-hmm. merchandise merchandise i mean to be real the, the 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 new one had merchandise too i do have dipper and mabel's guide to the unknown and un, uh other stuff i know it's just like the toys would have been a bigger thing where is it here it is Dip, dipper and mabel's guide to mystery and non-stop fun right behind me it's right there between <laughs> scott pilgrim volume six and a centaur's life volume one but also i'm talking about toys because yeah, i'm not sure how many how much you get out of this other than it just being like here's an action figure of each of these characters that has a limited articulation mcdonald's Mm, happy meal gravity falls toys i I think you do extremely popular i think you get more stuff out of it that's like lunchbox or backpack or probably maybe like for the few toys there could be some like I don't know, Cursed Toys R Us commercials? Oh, maybe they come with, like, those, like, cheap spy toys that are like, alright, you can write with this invisible ink with a UV light in the in the top of the pen. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also speaking of haunted commercials, the Waddles toy is definitely, like, just d- d- edging into Teddy Ruxpin territory. Okay. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> Tickle me, Waddles. <laughs> The hottest seller this holiday season. 
Mom's everywhere. We'll fight for it. <laughs> I need a Waddle's toy. Well, well, we have a little Gideon toy. Nobody wants a little Gideon. <laughs> well, con- considering that there was a, a a point where Waddles was dressed as little Gideon. <laughs> oh. But that was in the reboot, not the preboot. Yeah, that was in the reboot. Wouldn't have been in the yeah. preboot. Um, I'm trying to think of like other one-off characters. Schmepulak. <laughs> or oh, okay, Schmepulak. were were the gnomes friendly? Uh, eventually, I think. No, I'm thinking I... in the in the preboot. Oh. <laughs> this keeps I happening. could see them being Ewoks. <laughs> it does keep happening. Sorry. <laughs> I think they like stumble upon this like 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 Ewoks. It's like a confrontation between the gnomes and. Maybe the Minotaurs. Oh, I was gonna say the little the the little puttians, the the golf ball people. Oh God! I think the little puttians are maybe too. Oh, maybe they're maybe they're just silly enough. Actually, can I just say that that episode is the one that messed me up the most because of like the guy who does his heroic sacrifice to help Mabel win. I don't remember it. There was like there was like a, a like a an eight uh, or green mile golf ball guy who's like. I'm the only one strong enough to turn the wheel. And everyone's like, no, don't go. You won't make it. And then he goes and he turns the wheel in like the depths of the, the mini golf oh. game forge. And then he dies like, at least I know that I did it helping my people. And then it like just cuts back to Mabel like putting and getting it into like, yeah, that was great. Anyways, moving on. That feels right for the show. Though. And I'm just like, no, he died. I don't know why it messed me up so much. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I need to look up something. Um, about a, a certain person who may have done stuff at a certain time. Oh my god, I forgot about the clones. Oh, perfect. This sort of lined up perfectly for Weird Al to appear in both of them. Hey! <laughs> yes! Yeah, Weird Al would, would totally do a cameo in this series. But just in this one, it's as Weird Al. As part of the road trip season. Time Baby. Time Baby is like a one-off... Uh, monster of the week for like the new year special oh, yeah either yeah either that or it's like a literally just a one-off thing that uh stan says once <laughs> <laughs> great giggling time baby there's gonna be a lot of those i feel like <laughs> is there like a reference to the two di- the second dimension at all mm, i don't think so because may mm. No, but the episode with the bad 90 CGI talks about the third dimension. Yeah. I oh, yeah. Maybe, like, if it happens in that, it's, like, Stan, like, listing dimensions. It's just like, yeah, so there's, like, the first dimension, there's the second dimension, a world of shapes, and there's the third dimension. And that's where all the computers are. <laughs> God, oh, so so the series ends, but then two years later, they have Gravity Falls, the 3D movie. Yes. Where all the all the normal voice actors are traded out for big time celebrities. Mm-hmm. Okay, important question. President Sir Lord Quentin Trembley the Third, Esquire, in the preboot or mentioned? <laughs> in the preboot, normal guy, normal mayor. Yes. Yes. See, that's that's the thing that I was waiting for that never got the follow up was because Quentin is still out there. He's still out there. Yeah, I feel like his name is also just like Quentin Trembley the Third. Oh, I don't think he has like the exaggerated title. I just, I love him. It was so funny. 
Eight and a half president of the United States of America. He would probably have to be a pistache of, a pastiche of some sort of, of one of your presidents. Or oh. he's just the mayor from Jaws. Yeah, because uh, Mayor Joe Quimby wasn't really a thing until later with the Simpsons. Unless they're inspired by Gravity Falls. Ooh. The squim- the, the, squim- yeah. no, the Simpsons did not do it first. Exactly. <laughs> At the 2014 Gravity Falls San Diego Comic-Con panel, Alex Hirsch said that Tremblay will return when America needs him most. Well, wake up, Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> he ended up being be- uh, stumbling into another encasement of peanut brittle. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, he would have been there. Oh, Giffany also still could have existed, huh? Yeah, computers were real. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, I would maybe even want to, like, lean that more into, like, the uh, the fight fighters arcadiness of it. Yeah, oh, okay, so it's, so in this one, Giffany is part of the fight fighters game, and then, like, she and Rumble McSkirmish both escape, and they have to protect Giffany from Rumble. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Um... Also, I think I think Celeste Bella Bethabel, there's no subversion. Her her role in the original went exactly the same way as before. She starts off as a really nice unicorn. Actually, no. Okay, so what if it what if, would have been during the time of My Little Pony, right? Yeah. So what if instead of the subversion being she's a jerk, the subversion is she's an actual monster. So then, like when she shows up in the reboot, all the fans are like, oh, she's gonna turn to a scary monster. But no, she's just a different kind of evil. She's mean. Yeah. I feel like we're creating just, like, a show that, like, is, like, very jokey in some episodes and is literally nightmare feel in other episodes. I think what we've created here is sort of, like, the subvert, or not subvert, like, the, the difference between certain episodes of Courage the Cowardly Dog or, like, every other episode of Invader Zim and Dark Harvest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm just thinking of the 90s cartoons, the 80s and 90s cartoons, where it's like 90% of the time, it's a super chill, fun time. And then you get those few episodes where it's like, hey, we're going to fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Man, we've created a great show. <laughs> yeah. Well, technically, Alex Hirsch created it. We just rediscovered it. You just went back in time and did it first. <laughs> How could... Yeah. <laughs> How could you hide this from us, Alex? <laughs> I'm gonna t- I am gonna tag Alex in my posting of this episode. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna get him to come on. <laughs> Alex, come on our podcast. I'm sure. Talk about something you actually grew up with. As long as you're not under NDAs, actually, you know what? I feel like if he's under any under under any other NDAs at this point, he would happily break them for a bit. For fun. Yeah. Preboot of Gravity Falls was under an NDA. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you broke the story. <laughs> uh, I think we've about covered everything. Yeah, I mean, a great show with a great pre-boot. And Tanner, you didn't mention how you recommended an episode to one of our professors once. Which episode? I know I recommended iZombie, but which episode of Gravity Falls did I recommend? I think it was the one about the spiders. Maybe. There was something to do with spiders. Did we have a spider giant man-eating spiders unit? Yeah, we talked about Shelob. Oh, that's right. And then the prof watched it and is like, oh my god, this is the best children's show I've seen. (laughs) (laughs) 
Maybe there's a question answering segment at the end of certain episodes and all of the letters are attributed to Tad Strange. <laughs> hey kids, Mabel says here. Remember to spay and neuter your pigs. Oh god. Mabel Pine says. I like the idea of it of some of them were being Toby determined as uh, asking questions. Yeah, I mean honestly, you could just pick like a handful of character names and throw them in here. Even yeah. if, like, especially characters that we didn't mention. Remember, kids, don't go for a ride inside the washing machine. <laughs> we have a mess. We have a letter here from Blendon Blandon, who asks, "What should I do about my hair?" Dipper, how do you keep your hat on when you go upside down? How do you type with boxing gloves on? <laughs> oh, they'd they'd be like so that they would be answered by Bill Cipher. They'd be from Tad Strange and answered by Bill Cipher, but it would be like in Magic School Bus where you never actually see like that person's face at the end. Because I remember there was in one of the Halloween episodes of Magic School Bus, like Liz finally gets the chair turned around and reveals that it's been empty the whole time. Okay, I think I think we've reached the end of this. Uh, um, yes. Past future. Uh, let's get back in our time machine and head back to the present past. Yeah, and and as we travel through the time space, we'll let you guys listen to this friendship promo. This is a Ninth World Journal. A careless experiment with a teleportation device has left me stranded in random places throughout the Ninth World. While trying to survive in these strange lands, I must find a way to reverse my condition. A Ninth World Journal is a science fantasy audio drama podcast. Subscribe to listen or visit ninthworldjournal.com. And now Tanner, edit, future editing Tanner, this is the part where you put in the TARDIS sound effect. Whoa, what an excellent phone booth you just stuck us in. Thanks. <laughs> it's great for history reports. Anyways, Casti and Lava, thank you so much for being here for your annual appearance. Yep, it's our last <laughs> one us. Uh, for our farewell tour. Yep, could the kid, we're all we're all all out of kids and dogs. Yeah, at, a, at an alarming rate. Like they're coming out with new ones, but it's just it's not happening fast enough. Nope. Get on the horn with Warner Brothers. Say you need to be making these monthly. You need to be giving me one movie per movie. <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to normal scooby-doo movies which are what like 80 percent movie per movie yeah <laughs> gotta ask which scooby-doo movie has had the most movie oh um Oof. i think it might be moon monster madness that's the first one that came to mind when asked the question i didn't see it so i would say scoob Oh, that's not the kids and their dog sheet. I just opened up the RNGG sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to random number generated Scooby Doo. <laughs> we we randomly generate a topic and we pitch a Scooby Doo movie for it. You, hey, that could be Cat D two. That actually. actually sounds like it could be fun. <laughs> you could do that. Hold on, I need to put that in a document somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> So is this where, where plugs happen? Yeah, this is where plugs happen. Uh, hey, y'all, where can you be found? On the internet. The third dimension, if you will. 
Lava, go first. You can find me on Twitter at LavaBeats, L-A-V-A-B-E-E-S. And you can find the funny podcast that we both do. Oh, I shouldn't have said funny there. I say funny as like a, a general descriptor. I don't think I can. It feels right for me to describe my own show as funny. I laugh at it. <laughs> I laugh at it, too, is the thing. Um, I'll call it funny. Okay. Come listen to our funny podcast, Kids and Their Dog. Which you can find on Twitter at Kids and Their Dog. It's very straightforward. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Mad Lobotanist, M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. And I do a bunch of other podcasts um, that I have a website that lists them all, but it's still woefully out of date. But because I'm not normally on this podcast, I'll plug it anyways. So that's at madlobotanist.neocities.org. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T dot N-E-O cities dot org. Wonderful. I might have to talk to you about websites after this. Okay. Um, but Lindsay. Where can you be found in the third dimension? I can be found on Twitter at lindsaym476. That's Lindsay's bubble with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tana, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for not a fire boot you first, and they're pronounced Shmebulok. Shmebulok. Shmebulok? <laughs> You can also email us at notifireboutyoufirst at gmail.com where you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, and your favorite nightmarish ARG idea that definitely came from a children's show. That's also where you could send us a French or promo via an audio clip or a proof for us to read. Either way, we will put in a free ad for your podcast, your YouTube, or even your DeviantArt. Not If I Reboot You First is a member of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can talk more about the show or others on the network via our cor- Corner Podcast Discord. Our cover art, as always, is by Alex, a.k.a. Pachu, and her work can be found on ptchew.com. And our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clake, and you can contact us to find out how to contact him if you like music of his own for your own. This podcast was recorded on Treaty 4 Territory, the traditional territory of the Cree, Soto, Assiniboine, and Métis. And last but not least, don't forget that you can buy this episode for yourself. That's right, it is not an NFT. It is just your name on a spreadsheet, but for a $5 donation to the North Central Family Center, the link is in the description, we will declare that you are the owner of this podcast episode, or any podcast episode that you so desire. Alex Hirsch, buy this podcast. <laughs> Alex Hirsch, buy this podcast. Donate to a charity that's local to me and Lindsay. <laughs> Please, and thank you. Um... Next week. Oh, hey, next week we're back on track with uh, People's Choice. Woo! It's you, Lindsay. It's it's your delayed one that we bumped from like beginning yes. of the month to end of the month. Yes, so uh, next week, True Believers, we're going to be doing a crossover of sorts in terms of media. Oh. We're going to be taking one media and we're going to be putting it in a different form, which we've done a lot of times. But like, they're both adjacent and related to each other because they're both graphic versions of storytelling. Sequential art! Yeah. But we'll be talking about that next week, not if we reboot you first. Bye. Goodbye. Bye, everybody.